This episode of Creative Process is brought to you by Logo Serial. Logo Serial is a community-driven project that provides designers with bite-sized tasks to help them develop their skills. Each brief aims to challenge designers to try new styles and explore new areas of design through extension tasks. Each brief was written to simulate and reflect real-life businesses, and therefore, Logo Serial helps you build case studies for your portfolio to attract real clients. Real clients, people. Real clients. Logo Serial also has a community of established creatives who offer their feedback and knowledge to help push your work even further. Join over 300 other designers and get started with Logo Serial today by using the link in the description. Again, join over 300 other designers and get started with Logo Serial today by using the link in the description. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Creative Process Podcast with myself, Jared Klein. Today on the podcast, obviously you can see if you're viewing this that we have a guest and obviously by the title, um, you see the man's name in the title. So um, Brad, welcome back to the podcast. You're on last October, so it's been a while. Yeah, last time we were here was in the middle of uh, you know, Justin Fields' rookie season. You, know, you and I were both supporting our team, so... Mm-hmm. Off season, a little more low key. Yeah, I got my golf hat on. It's golf season. There. <laughs> and you did notice that. I don't know if you did notice, but I took the lovely, uh, the lovely uh, Packer flag that I had behind me. I took that down. As, as you should have. So that's fine. <laughs> um, actually, I don't think we've had like a, like a, a a video chat since we since I moved into my new place here. So actually, you probably never saw the flag. Maybe in maybe in the old episode that it was there, but. That's for the best. It's fine. You know, <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. Um, so today, the format, we kind of put feelers out on our social platforms and kind of, you know, got a few questions and got a few topics to talk about. Um, and we got a few a few in. So that's kind of what, what the format of the episode is going to be. Um, but first off, I want to give you a shout out, sir. Or So for the people listening, go down below, check out Brad's links. Um find out whether or not you want to reach out to the man after the episode based on how he responds to some of these. So you can use your, (laughs) your judgment on that, but um, all his links will be down below. I'll reference this at the end of the episode as well, just to, you know, make sure people hear it. Um, But yeah. So is there a specific one you want to start with or or do you just kind of want to tackle things? Not really. I mean, we've only, we've got like three questions we want to look at. So that's true. We're going to hit them all eventually. That's I would true. pick whichever one you want first. Okay. So I think I think I'm going to go with the one that you screenshotted off of your Instagram, M Bailey Designs. Yep. Um they said for young des- for young designers, what's more important, learning skills or creating something each day? We can kind of just go if we like say say your peace of mind, and then we'll make a conversation out of it. So I mean, I know we probably talked about this a lot last time. Um, people know me because I did a 365 day project where I made something every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not doing that now, <laughs> um, but for young designers, like without giving just the general answer of do both, do both. Um, like create something when you have time. 
I just made time to do it. Like I, it was sort of a thing of like, you have time to make something every day, even if it sucks and use that as a way to learn a new skill. So like, that's what I did. I, I went, Oh, I don't know what gradient maps are. Let me make a couple of designs over, maybe you know, stretch it out. We're not going to put the say a lot of people put pressure on themselves to make something every day. Mm-hmm. Let's say a week. So go ahead and, you know, just make something using, I'm just say gradient maps, um, to figure out how it works and, you know, what it does. You know, mm-hmm. I, that's usually what I do with things in Photoshop. So like, how does the selective color work? You know, how do LUTs work? How does camera raw filter work? You know, what happens if I move this slider this way? It's all experimentation. So the more you create, you know, if you create something every day doing that, you're just going to get to the end goal of knowing how to use that feature quicker. Mm -hmm. Um, Same thing with like outside uh, sort of design theory skills, you know, making different compositions or playing with different typography. You know, maybe one day you make something where you just want to use one word and make that the big focus of a, a design or something that I was trying to do in my discord, um, like find a word and try and make the word look like that in Photoshop, you know, like comfy, you know, make a composition or something where the word comfy looks comfy. So when you look at it, it looks like that, mm-hmm. you know, or how can you evoke emotion with just typography? Um, and you're going to get better at that the more you do it. So if you create something each day, you're just going to hit that step farther. It's like putting in 10,000 hours of work to become an expert at something. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to do it quicker. If you do something every day, you don't need to do something every day. It's going to help you become a better designer. Mm-hmm. But as long as you're putting in hours in general and just make sure you're capitalizing on those hours by learning new skills, you know, find something in Photoshop you don't know how to use and just go with it. And don't be afraid of what it looks like because it's all about learning. You know, it would be like if I went out there and took a class, like if I went to like some little kid's basketball camp, like I have no basketball skills. I know how to throw a ball at the hoop and shoot, (laughs) but no handles. So it'd be like me, you know, as someone in their thirties, like I have no handles, but the more I would practice dribbling, like, you know, a kid would, the better I'm going to get at it. Mm-hmm. And that applies to anything. I'm just using basketball as an example because it's something we can all easily digest. Mm-hmm. So that's, that is my initial thought on that question. I think it's like, like, I think you put it, you put it really well last time too. It was like an athlete, if they want to get better at something, it's like they go, I mean, you use the example today, you know, you go put shots up or you go in the batting cage or you go on the driving range to kind of go with your golf hat here today. Um, you know, you, you got to put reps in if you want to get better at anything that's, that goes with any type of skill or any type of thing you're wanting to learn, you know? Um, I think as you, as you, I, I feel like you wouldn't be wanting to learn a skill if you didn't want to, let's see, how do, how do I put it this way? If you're going through the process of learning a skill, you're not really going to learn it that well. At least this is how I learned. You're not really going to learn it that well if you don't do it every day. So I feel like wanting to learn a skill in the first place, that's going to entice you to do that every day. So I think they kind of work hand in hand. Um, My answer is pretty similar to you. Like, 
do it every day <laughs> you know it's like yeah <laughs> you need the motivation behind it regardless of how quickly or how frequently you do it yeah um i was i was always arguing when i got done with my 365 like i did that working a normal job so like i worked eight to five and then did it from six to midnight like that's when i really did a lot of the work unless it was the weekend so mm-hmm. you know everybody has their own stuff going on in their life you know that's that's fine if you don't actually have the time to do it that's fine and one thing i said when i got done with it you know stop playing Fortnite. And that's how that's how you know when I did my 365 was four years ago. It's like stop playing Fortnite, put the controller down, and make something in Photoshop. You know. Yeah. Stop playing Warzone. Do this. You can play Fall Guys later. Um, I'm just naming random video games that have nothing to do with anything. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I pulled up I pulled up Photoshop here real quick, and I'm just like looking at stuff that like I don't really know how to, it, like how to use it. You know, like I'm looking at the filters right now, and it's like okay, the Meza tint pixelate under filter like i don't know how this i don't know what this does i don't know how this works how can i use this in a design to do something so then i'll play around and just see what it does and then figure out how i can utilize it in the future you're just putting you're just adding to your utility belt as i like to say Mm -hmm. yeah making you more of like a well-versed i guess asset at those at, at like your profession or at that skill that you're wanting to learn so yeah, I mean, I think I think it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a a no duh answer that we kind of just added material to, you know, it's it basically just comes down if you want to get good at it, you know, if you want to get good at something or if you want to learn something new, you're gonna have to do repetition at it, you know, it's just kind of what it is. That's the whole that's the whole thing. Um, okay, so moving on, Giovanni Gonzalez on Twitter at Joe Gonzalez zero zero one. How do you learn something new when you're already one of the best at what you do? Who or what is out there to teach you, comma, when you're when you're a trailblazer in this industry? Um I don't think would you consider yourself the best at what you do? <laughs> no, I get I get what he's saying. Um, yeah, I do I do too. I just wanted to I mean like I'm I think I'm a good graphic designer and my work reflects that and the hours I put into it reflects that bounce bouncing mm-hmm. off what we just talked about. Right. And I'll incorporate some of answering the last question as well. Like there's always stuff to learn. So like for me personally, um, I mean, who or what is out there to teach you? So like I have, you know, I've been out of college 10 years this year. So like I have 10 years of practical design experience in a workplace. Um, paired with what I learned in college. So I'll learn stuff from, uh, I'll learn some things from YouTube and it's mainly like theories on how to do something like, um, lighting is something everybody wants to get better at. It's like, it's like a new hot topic thing. That's just like always been around, but like, and I, I mentioned this before we recorded, but like, if you go on Instagram and just search photo manipulation, you'll see a whole bunch of stuff that like, like Benny, the Benny production does, where it has nothing to do with sports at all. You know, maybe it's just like someone sitting in a chair and butterflies are flying out of a book, Mm -hmm. but it looks crazy realistic. Stuff like that is what I'm trying to get better at. And that's mainly from like, and the the way I started with that was um, like Pix Imperfect has a video on YouTube talking about the inverse curves technique in lighting. 
Um, you can find it on YouTube. Just search inverse curves technique. It's what I use. If you've watched any of my videos where I make something look like it's in a scene, this is the, what I used. Um, but it's just learning from people online on YouTube. But I say that because I already have all this other experience. Like I know a lot of the design theory and stuff like that. It's like YouTube's fine. Um, I'll look and see what other people make. Like uh, Jonathan Augusto works for uh, Team Vitality. And he makes crazy, realistic-looking stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like I might have his Instagram pulled up now. It's like this dude holding this big glowy sword, or like even something as simple as six guys standing in like a field or like a desert, and there's like smoke behind them. He he knows how to blend things together because he puts in time doing light studies and you know figuring out how does light hit my face. You know from <clears throat> if there's a light here or here, or if it's colored, what is actually hidden colored? So like stuff like that is something that I'm trying to get better at. My downfall with that is like client work coming in and then, you know, motivation and really patience to sit down and do that mm-hmm. because I tend to work really quickly and I'm satisfied with like where I am in a, in a design, but I could easily spend three more hours really, 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 really honing you know, how something is made. Mm-hmm. And I know Jonathan spends a lot of time doing lighting and tweaking each individual person. Person, So a lot of it's sort of like patience with that. But, I mean, YouTube is a good learning tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really I look and just see what other people are doing and just try and figure out how they made it or guess in my mind. So then if I wanted to use a little bit of something from that, I can go, oh, let me try and use something like this in my next design or something like that. Even, you know, if it's a glowing sword, how can I make objects in the foreground also get hit by the same light source? Mm-hmm. So like, that's something that I'm trying to get better at. Um, so how do you learn something new when you're already the best at what you do? You're never, I mean, there's always room to grow. Um, this is a bad way to do a sports analogy. Because like, oh, what does Steph Curry do when he's already the best shooter? He just keeps shooting. So it's really you just keep creating. Um, or, um, and I'll let, you, I'll let you actually get some words in after this. Um, <laughs> there's, there's always more to do. Like I'm always learning. Like I did some work for a client recently. I won't get into a lot, but it's a different, a different way of thinking how they create these comps. It's not sports related at all. It's very photo manipulation, like I was just talking about. So it's stuff like that. And then um, figuring out how to best return a product to the client that they want with diversity, Um, which doesn't help out really what I'm talking about with you guys. But there's always (laughs) more to learn. So like with this client, it's me learning how this process works and how they go about getting final products. You know, it might be, you know, how do you make something that's going to scale on a 12 by eight, you know, 12 foot by eight foot wall? Mm-hmm. How's that going to work out? You know, there's motion design, which is completely different that everyone, you know, that seems to be its own little uh, avenue in sports or even 3D design or animation. You know, there's always stuff that you can learn. It just depends on, you know, where you want to put your chips in. You know, the more diverse you are as a designer, it's going to make it easier for you to uh, get a job with 
folks out of college, or it's going to help you become a um, better freelance designer. Mm-hmm. And people are going to want to come to you because they know that they know you're dependable and they know that they're going to get what they're paying for. And they know what the product is easily because they see the work that you put out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was go. I was going to say, <laughs> no, I, I mean like, yeah, you may think you talk, you talk, you talked a little bit there, but like, I mean, you explained everything really mm-hmm. well, you know, there's, um, I had a couple thoughts in my head while you were talking and you touched on it and I was like, you know, I, there's nothing really to add there. You, you, answered i think you answered this question really well um i was gonna say if you think you're the best at something especially i guess talking design if you think you're the best you know best you're the best at composition or you're the best at lighting there's always there's always someone better than you or there's always different techniques to learn there's always you know especially in design there's you you know you know a way to do one thing but there's a handful of different ways to do the same thing and you never know if something's easier or you know something along those lines and especially within mm-hmm. design like there's like you mentioned there's so many different aspects of design to learn um you know you mentioned motion and like that's that's a very marketable way to like add it like to have in your tool set it's a marketable marketable thing for yourself again if you want to get employed or whatever your motive is um I guess there is a possible scenario where you're so honed in on very consistent type of freelance work that you only do and you don't you don't accept anything else other than example X or example Y, which then I guess if you're only doing this thing over and over and over and over and over again, you may be the best. You know, I don't know who how yeah. is the, I guess how is there a way to measure that? I don't really know. Um but like you said, like there's always different things to learn. There's always different, I guess, not really different, but places to grow, places to you know put more focus into, or you know whatever whatever your I guess aspirations are. Um, but yeah, and I, I guess like just to round it all out, if you think you're the best, you're there's always you know there's always places to go. I, honestly, I would call you an arrogant asshole if you came up to me and you're like, "I'm the best," and I was like, "Okay, I'm yeah. never talking to you again." You know, that's just I, that's just me. Like, I don't want to be disrespectful, but that's that's just me. <laughs> yeah, I I tend to think a lot of the and a lot of the designers that I know and talk to, like that people would probably think are really great. Like, most designers are pretty humble. Like, I'm yeah, I'm not a fan of folks who. You're not the best. If you think you're the best, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of guys out there that like, um, I've seen their work and like, if they said they're the best, I'd be like, I'm yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, listen, I, I'm a, you know, president of the, the John design by Johnny fan club. Like, <laughs> like I like hype him up all the time. I've never met Johnny. He's just really good at what he does. He's one of the best at what he does. Cause mm-hmm. he does lighting really well and makes photo manipulations really well. Mm-hmm. Now, have I seen other people's work who's probably actually better than his? Yeah, I have. But, like, you're talking about the top 5% at what people do. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, and you mentioned indirectly, you know, you said InDesign. So, like, InDesign, Photoshop, Illustrator, and InDesign. Like, you could learn how to use InDesign and then mm-hmm. know how to do print. Or you know how to use Illustrator. Like, I know how to use Illustrator. I wouldn't be able to make a good logo in illustrator i know how to do it like i'm not good at making logos like it's one of those things where i'm like i can make you a logo it's not something i like to do and a lot of it usually has to do with the the client not knowing what they want 
mm-hmm. but as I don't have a lot of experience doing that, but like I would never be able to make that, you know, rattler's hat that you have on. You know, I wouldn't be able to make that logo, but I'm also not an illustrator. And that's the thing too, is like, you could always get better at drawing and then do that. It depends what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm content where I am right now, which might not be a good thing, you know, being content with how things are going sort of stagnant with growth, but um, you know, it's reached their own. We already have 10 minutes left. No fucking yep, we got, way. We have uh, 10 minutes left, so we can move on. Okay. Um, I guess this may be the last, <laughs> this may be the last question if we got a time cap on this. Um, this may be the last question. Another one from Giovanni. I actually saw I dove into the thread there. Um, uh-huh. Another one, it's about pricing. His question was, do you reflect oh, the right. value of your work? in your pricing with specific clients or do you charge the same no matter the client? I think this is a really good question about pricing. So for me, and I'll, I sort of, a better person to look up to who's going to tell you about this is Chris Doe on YouTube. He has videos about this. Oh yeah. Um, but he would say price based on the client. Like you're not going to charge a $2 million or a, a I don't know, you know, a $2 million a year company, the same that you would charge your brother, you know, for a logo. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on budgets too. Like I know how much my work's worth and I'm going to charge that at a minimum. But, you know, if I make my, I'm going to make stuff up sort of, if, if I make my sister-in-law logo, I'm going to charge her differently than if I make someone who has a company, a logo. And a lot of it's going to depend on their budget. Um, a lot of it's going to depend on, I mean, that's, that's how it is. Like, again, I'm not, I'm not the greatest resource at this, but like how I price stuff is, you know, it depends on what someone's budget is. Cause you're going to leave money on the table. If you charge them the same, you're going to charge someone who doesn't have the same budget. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I might be like, okay, well I made this one design for $200. So I'm going to make you the design for $200, but their budget's really $3,000. It's like, oh, Okay. Well, I just left all this money on the table. So that's how I, I tend to look at it. Mm-hmm. And they usually have more money. Bigger companies have more money and more budgets for this. And they're coming to you because they trust you'll get the job done probably first time around. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to babysit you to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I would say. Like, so I, I know he asked, like, how much would you charge like the, the Burj Khalifa to make their logo? Yeah. And it's like, and it's like two, I think it's in the video. It's like $2 million for the logo. And it's like, that's a lot of money. And it's like, yeah, but if you look at your revenue for, it's like one night, half capacity is $2 million. So it's like, you're going to get that money back in one day. Mm-hmm. So like, I tend to do that for some of the clients I have, um, you know, like I was looking at maybe doing like some work for a guy who works for a company that cuts down trees. So I was looking up like how much it costs to cut a tree down. And it's like, if I caught, if I make you a logo for like 1500 bucks, which isn't a lot, um, it is a song. It's, I don't think that's really a lot for a logo. It's like, that's like two, two jobs. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like $700 to take a tree down, which is, I feel like it's a lot of money to get a tree down. <laughs> but like that probably go about pricing some stuff. Yeah. I get, yeah, I, I would take along with you at, Depends. It depends. I would say it depends completely on the client. And I think you mm-hmm. need to gather as much information, especially when you're talking about money. You need to gather as much information, budget being, you know, number one, to be able to price that out adequately, you know. And 
I think value of the project 100% goes into it. Like you're you're saying a logo. Like if you're designing a logo, that's the face of someone's brand. That's what right. they're going to be represented by. So like there's a lot of value there. There's a, a ton of value there. So um, when it comes to like when it comes to like social like like kind of like I guess sports edits or let's just uh-huh. use that right sports edits. Uh-huh. I've never had to individually price that out. I've done hourly rates. Just because, right. you know, I have a personal hourly rate and then that depends on the client as well. Um, but I've never like one off type of I guess it depends what it's for, where it's gonna be posted, you know, what the intent of the design is as well. If you're doing a one off, you should know the the goal of and the goal and purpose of what you're designing. That would go into but go into pricing things out as well. So it's more it's more than just having a flat rate. You got to have details that are going to, you know, you have other things that you need to ask and other things that you need to know to be able to adequately adequately price something out and also make make it justified too. If they have some pushback, you know, make make things justified and be able to stand your ground as a designer as well and be able to back yourself up for why you're pricing certain ways. And I think once you start designing more and more, you'll projects will change it to be not just one off. So like, yeah, you know, you might charge $300 for a design, you know, and that's just one piece. I think a lot of people put a lot of lower value on stuff like that, just because it's so fleeting, you know, it's, it's on social media, it's gone tomorrow. No one, no, no one cares about it tomorrow, unless it has that emotional aspect to it, or if it's a huge highlight, something like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I feel like it's, you know, we have X coming up, you know, Aaron Rodgers is retiring. We need a graphic to say Aaron Rodgers is retiring. You know, like that's a big thing, you know, okay, I'll charge X amount of dollars. It's a huge deal. We got to make it look nice, but then, you know, two days later, it's going to be gone off the feed. Whereas if you're, once you get more accustomed to doing design work or under your belt, you might do something more uh, branding focused where it's, all right, here's what your whole year is going to look like for the team mm-hmm. and you flesh out the whole entire look and that's something you can charge a lot more because it's got a lot more length to it you're going to be using it for eight months if we're talking about an nfl team you're sort of like a logo like people are going to like logos top top of the line they're going to pay the most for it you would think because it's most important mm-hmm. and then you can trickle down things that are going to be less and less of a uh time exposure on their website on social media mm-hmm. you know a whole brand's going to be there for months uh, a, a one graphic might be there for a day or two mm-hmm. and they might have and the only reason i say that is they might value it differently because of that but you're going to be able to get more money for the other stuff that's going to be have more longevity to it because it definitely is more important so quick, quick thing. When you're designing yeah. like a like a one-off graphic, like the example, uh-huh. like Aaron Rodgers retiring, do you mm-hmm. take into account how much reach it's going to have? Like, obviously, if they post something like that, it's going to be copied and reposted plenty of places, you know. And even like you know retweets, likes, you know, how many players are going to quote that and everything if it's on Twitter, let alone just Twitter and then all the other social platforms. Do you take that into account? I don't because you can't guarantee that. I was saying it mainly the Packers probably know they need it to be like killer knockout of the park. Yeah. So they're going to want to send it to someone 
let's just say me, going to want to send it to me <laughs> to make sure it looks super good. I'm going to spend extra time on it as a Bears fan to just celebrate and bask in the glory of this happening. Mm-hmm. You know, this is all hypothetical. It's just mm-hmm. sad. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't keep into, I don't take into effect any of that. Usually with one-off projects for that, I get a budget from them and I'm like, what? what's your t- what how much money do you have to spend on this because for me then it's i can then spend x amount of time on it mm-hmm. i don't really deal with the x amount of hours it's more of hey you know our budget's four hundred dollars for this can we get it done mm-hmm. and i go yeah sure when do you need it so yeah okay yeah i, I mean I, I see we have like a minute 50 left on this on this uh-huh. zoom that we're using so i guess yep. we'll start closing it out <laughs> mm-hmm. i think i think we answered questions pretty well and those were the most like i guess substantial questions with like a lot of meat to them um that we wanted to to answer so um i know we answered two of giovanni's questions so giovanni if you're listening to this i hope those answers sufficed and also people if you're interested in that <laughs> i hope those this is giovanni's episode yeah Congratulations. I, I hope i hope those were those were awesome but anyways guys um brad again thank you for coming on especially like we've had to reschedule a handful of times here too which that just seems consistent for some reason i gotta get better at that um but yeah thanks for coming on today i appreciate it no problem. I will let you take the blame for rescheduling. That's not a problem with me. <laughs> I hope we adic- adequately uh, met the standards of these questions. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We did the bare minimum. <laughs> um, but anyways, guys, thank you for coming out today and listening to episode five of the creative process podcast of season three here. Um, so yeah, go down below, connect with Brad. Hopefully his answers today um, showed a little bit of his character and who he is as a person. Um, so you guys can either be comfortable or uncomfortable reaching out to this man. I don't know how you how just you DM that. me, literally <laughs> DM me. If you have any questions, DM me. I'm on my phone way too much. Well, there I'll you go. Probably re- I'll probably reply. There's your answer. Um, but anyways, guys, hope you have a good rest of your day. Good rest of your week. Good rest of your month. How, wh- whenever you are listening to this, as always, make sure you tell someone that you love them. All right. We will see you next time. Peace.